Warning. The podcast you are about to listen to will contain detailed plot spoilers. If you do not wish to have the movie ruined for you, I recommend turning the podcast off now. Also, the podcast will contain graphic and explicit language. If you don't think your ears can handle it, turn the podcast off and go change your tampon. You have been warned. Welcome to the Movie Pit Podcast, presented by RMJ Media. Welcome back to the Movie Pit. This week is episode 28, and this we'll be reviewing 2023's Megan Unrated. This is your host, Ryan, joined as always, Seth. Howdy, y'all. So, this week it's a little bit slim pickings, it's just back to the OG2, but... We'll still do what we always do, go around the room, what we've been watching, what we want to see, what we don't want to see. All right, so I got the absolute uh, pleasure and delight and amazing enjoyment to watch oh, Cobra. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> yeah. I think the first time I saw that movie was probably like 92 or 93, and I like that was the Stallone movie for me because mm-hmm. I saw that right before Demolition Man came out. See, and I, I fucking, I need to watch Demolition Man from start to finish. I, I always start it, but then something happens and I, I never get to sit all the way through it. It's a completely different type of movie, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a Stallone. It's dialogue heavy, isn't it? Extremely dialogue yeah. heavy. Now, Stallone also wrote Cobra, or he was a, it said copy uh, or screenplay written yeah, by... He, Sylvester Stallone. He did a lot of his writing of the scripts of his movies. Yeah, because I heard something along the lines with with Rocky. He like went to it was like an astronomical amount of number of like people were like, "Hey, he's pitching it to him," and everybody's like, "No, no, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this," and then finally he hit it, and it was like bitching. Ironically, uh, because was it last week that you watched? Toxic Avenger the uh, week before. No, it's been a minute since I've seen it. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. It's been a couple. Um, the guy who wrote and directed that, Lloyd Kaufman, was actually one of the producers on Rocky. Oh. And he's actually in the movie. Which guy is he? Um, when you see Stallone going into the bar and he picks the drunk dude up okay. off the sidewalk outside and sits him on a bar stool, uh-huh. that's Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> <laughs> I love how whenever these, like, directors or producers or whomever you know uh cameo they're usually a shit bags or some form oh, yeah, of like, like and or Lord racist Coffin or assholes being characters like that yeah and i honestly i would be too you know what i mean i can see how and i always use harmony as an example because i love him so much but he generally just plays this like just sloppy crazy character i have to send you some uh, videos of interviews with lloyd kaufman mm-hmm. i met him once and so did my brother the this is the craziest motherfucker yeah. and I've ever fucking met in my entire about. fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Is he still alive? Yeah, yeah. Right. fuck yeah. You know, you just you hear. He's gonna, uh, one of the producers on the reboot of the Toxic Adventure. Um, oh, kick ass. Okay, well, he's like, hey, man, I started it. Let's do it again. Exactly. I respect that. Um, okay, let's see here. So I discovered recently that there are... So one of my favorite movies, the DVD that I've probably bought almost as many times as like snatch or maybe last man standing is constantine um underrated movie very underrated movie fucking love that movie dude just from day one the moment i learned about that shit i was hooked man it made me smoke so many fucking cigarettes Mm. well they've got go ahead sorry no the one that amazed me was uh what the fuck is his name don't remember his last name but gavin lead singer of bush Mm mm-hmm the character he plays in that movie is so fucking amazing. The the evil demon guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and like when I heard that they cast him in the role, I'm like, God, no, why? You don't cast a fucking musician in yeah. a role like this. But he fucking pulled it off. Yeah. Um, he's the guy that's like pretty much the guy that's a dick to um, John like throughout the whole entire thing, yeah. right? He's the one that John... Kills right as Lucifer shows it, like descends. Mm -hmm. And oh my god, the dude that plays Lucifer! Like I know his name, and I can tell you every movie I've seen. Fucking shit, he was good. He was so amazing in that movie. I loved him as fucking Lucifer. But I always picture him in um, Armageddon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh great, we're floating off into outer space. (laughs) Um, so they've got an animated series or just like a bunch of animated movies I guess of mm-hmm. Constantine and so I started watching those um, and they're good you know they're uh, they're pretty much what you want them to be I, I've only watched one of them but I, there was three that I saw I think I've been watching them on HBO Max <laughs> okay um, but I like them uh, I recommend them and I think it's kind of ironic that you uh, chose to watch that this week I've been doing a lot of diving on What's my movie up? sites and shit. Jo- uh, Constantine 2 is in development right now. With Keanu? Keanu signed, signed on board. Fuck my life in half. That's a bitchin'. That's the best news I've heard in a long... Bitchin'. <laughs> I'm pumped. It, yeah. It's, I just hope they, they do it right. And they don't fuck up the greatness that <laughs> they have right now. Like I, I love that movie so fucking much. I need to read. That was the one comics. of the first HD DVDs I actually bought. Hell yeah, dude! See, they need. Yeah, I was that guy that went with HD DVD, and my brother went with Blu-ray and Blu-ray one. Yeah, I love how. Uh, so Sony, Sony won the Blu-ray game, right? Yeah. But uh, guess what? Motherfucking Xboxes have Blu-ray players in them. Guess uh, good tickets to cover that. Yeah. Sony's like, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. That was that was such a fucking flex. Like I, I'm not even really a console guy. I'm a PC guy all day, every mm-hmm. day. But like, consoles have their purpose. I'm honestly actually kind of surprised that the uh, Blu-ray Blu-ray one, but just like back in the fucking VHS and Betamax days. Yeah. You know why Blu-ray one? Because um, the porn industry backed Blu-ray. No way. Yep. That's all it takes. And porn industry backed VHS, and that's why Betamax went away. Well, doesn't Marlboro own some vape shit? Like some bunch of the, like, Elf Bar or something? Uh, they own... 
like the jewels, uh, which all, died, and all like they owned pretty much bought every company that made like the cigarette like ones that actually look like a cigarette. The blues, like the blues and shit like that. Uh-huh. They can Philip Morris and them bought all that crap out. What about like the um, that one that looked like a kazoo? Kazoo. Um, the, uh, it was the bought the pods at Circle K. Oh, the Views Alta. Uh, so the Altos were the tall, thin ones. Yeah. And then there was these short, stumpy ones. I think that was just the original Views. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I yeah. think. Yeah, I don't know. They had another name. Unless it was a Me Pod. Nah, I don't know. Did maybe Marvel bought those and shit too? Because so like, what I think, what it felt like happened is Marvel bought them and then they just shut down. I was like, no more. Like they were just like, fuck this. Well, that's you kind know, of why Marble buy cigarettes. That's kind of why Marble bought them to f- shut them down. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Cut bags. Okay, um, and I decided to get my Suicide Squad vision on. Did you watch just the first one, or did you watch the second one too? I watched the first one. I haven't seen the second one yet. Seriously? Yeah, the Birds of Prey, right? Is that what you're talking no, about? Uh-huh. The Suicide Squad. Oh, no. Yeah. Hmm. They, it, it's uh, Margot Robbie's back as uh. Harley. Um, I think there's one other returning character. But it's a whole new lineup of villains. Like, you have King Shark. Okay, and so... King Shark is voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Okay, <laughs> like, I saw the trailers for that then. Um, it is fucking amazing. Yeah, you dig it? You just watched the first five <laughs> minutes of this movie. It is the goriest Marvel movie you will ever fucking see. Not Marvel, DC. DC. Yeah. It's insane. Marvel doesn't do um, gore. Well, the guy who did it uh, is James Gunn, who did, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Wait. Yeah. So he fucking and now he, he's in control. He's he was he plays on both sides. He's to the DC movie universe what Joss Whedon was in the MCU. Okay. Any, <clears throat> any movie in the DC universe has to get the approval of James Gunn. He's overseeing everything, so every movie will be able to tie into itself. How do you feel? That is, is it, so do you think that's good? Yes. Okay. I, it, uh, I think James Gunn is up for it. Um, they just can't do what Marvel does and try to release six, seven movies every fucking year. Otherwise, James Gunn's going to get burned the fuck out. But again... But and- yes, he has plenty of both sides of the film because he also <laughs> did Guardians 3. <coughs> And I'm sure Marvel's ecstatic about that. That's what I bitch about the most about Marvel, right? I'm not bitching that you're giving me content. Obviously, I'm I'm happy as a viewer. They're giving you too much content, though. It is, dude. You know, and it, and it's like, oh, boohoo, we're giving you what you want, right? But it's at the same time, it's like, but it's you ever heard the expression like, I want too much I, of a good thing. <laughs> I want quality, not quantity. Exactly. And that's one thing Marvel's been lacking a lot in the last few years is quality. I. I did really enjoy watching Justice League, and I am super pumped that I saw it black and white. But like, I it was just it was so refreshing to me because it had been so long since I. Well, I mean, but I watched the Batman, that's DC and shit, mm. and I I think Constantine is like Dark Horse or something, and I I don't know. Who yeah, it was did. Dark Horse. Um, Super Comics and shit. It was either Dark Horse or IDW. I'm pretty sure it was Dark Horse. <clears throat> um, it was whoever did Hellboy, which was Dark Horse. Yeah. Dark Horse also did uh, Star Wars comics too. Oh yeah, 
Um, I had all they of those. Buffy comics. I had almost every single fucking one of them. <laughs> yeah, I had them digital. Um, cause you know, why? Oh, every time I went to the comic book shop, I went to the fucking, like the archives just to see if they brought in any new ones. I'm like, I need this one. I need this one. <laughs> oh shit. An alternate cover. That's mine now. Oh, that yeah. was me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my buddy, uh, who quit drinking, he replaced that with, uh, comic books and toys and he made a oh, killing song. Oh, pop figures, dude. Like, Pops busted but comic books is worse of an just as bad an addiction as alcoholism or fucking drugs oh, because dude. like i think i was telling you when i really got into it and greg's would do uh subscriptions like they would hold every title that i wanted mm-hmm. and every time one came out he'd give me a call and it's like i have it behind the counter i come through look through them if i wanted it buy it otherwise i give it back and he just restocks it Hell yeah. I was getting over 75 different books a month because I just like, it was the new 52. It was right at the start of that. Okay. So I literally, I think I was buying like 25 of the 52 DC books and the ones that I wasn't getting, my brother was getting. So we had every fucking DC comic book coming out every fucking month. So on a weekly basis, I'd probably be picking up anywhere from ten to twenty comic books a week. Every every Wednesday, <laughs> yeah, it is addicting, isn't it? And what's crazy is you just bought, like, like I said, ten to twenty books. I'd be done reading them within less than two hours. Yeah, because they're so fucking quick and easy to fucking read. Yeah, but I like going back and look like after actually reading it, going back and looking at the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because you want the story, right? Because that's yeah, why you're, you're just like, oh, come banging on, banging through it, uh-huh. banging through it. You want to know what's happening? It's like, okay, this issue is over. Now I go back and look at the artwork and shit like that. Um, and actually, it was through Greg that they introduced me to. It's a slasher comic book series uh it was called hack slash okay if you could find digital look it up and just read like the first five issues okay it is fucking great if you're into fucking horror and slashers you will it's definitely plays to the fanboys i uh i read i want to say all of the johnny the homicidal maniac comics oh fucking yes it's the old school days i read all all those i read the fucking squee Squee. comics Uh, i feel sick what was the there was squee but then there was another one of like a a little kid oh maybe that was squee huh squee was Was the the character that was in johnny Johnny. yeah and Um, they gave him his own book mm -hmm. yeah i read those um, you know what's weird is I Honan Vasquez, right? I, that's the dude yeah. that did it. I I enjoy him, and I have I've tried to sit and watch all of Invader Zim, and I know it's amazing. I love that show. Yeah, man. and I I just haven't been able to give it the time that I laugh every time I watch it. Right, yeah. I really do. Um, because I believe the guy that does the voice of him is also one of the guys that did the voices of uh, Angry Beavers. <laughs> Daggett, remember that show? Well, it, it sounds um, just like him. Did you ever see the movie uh, Summer School with Mark Harmon? Um, I don't know, man. What was it about? Probably not. It's literally a, a group of fucking kids that f- 
pretty much flunked English, so they have to take summer school in order to graduate. I don't know. That's funny because I, I flunked English, and I and I love writing. Well, the guy who voices him as a plays a character in that, but I think there's a character that he voiced that you might remember from the early '90s a little bit more than anything else. He was the voice of Alpha in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Of um, the fucking robot the thing? The robot. All right. Yeah. yeah, I can hear that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was at Atomic Comics one day, and they had a flyer out there, and it said, uh, comic book signing, Honan Vasquez and friends. I'm like, grab that fucking flyer. Yeah. And... I hate you right I had now. had that date marked, stood in line, and the first person that was uh, in the autograph line was the dude that voiced Zim. So, of course, I had my fucking in, my Invader Zim thing out there for everyone to fucking sign, but oh, yeah. I handed him a, the box art for summer school, and he's like, nobody knows I'm in this fucking movie. I'm like, I grew up <laughs> watching this movie, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I love this fucking movie. I'm like, if, yeah. I didn't want you to t- sign so much shit, I was, otherwise I would have brought a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers thing. Yeah. Um, but John uh, was fucking cool as fuck. Yeah, he seems like he's pretty chill. Oh, yeah. And then um, if you were the... Because f- I was one of the first 20 people through the door... If you were within the first 25, they gave you a VIP pass to their after party that they were having that night at the club. And literally, it was a private room. It was fun as fuck. (laughs) It was a little weird drinking and partying with a bunch of comic book geeks. But the fact that it is Jonah Vasquez, it... It's not your typical comic book geek crowd. Well, no, because it's fucking horror comics, right? I mean, horror and gothic. Gothic, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And is is there like an industrial form of, I guess? Uh, yeah, like I would say like <clears throat> Jonan Vasquez, Roman Durges, who did Lenore, mm. uh, just more on the dark macabre. Yeah, and like a, I just think more like gothic, old hot topic style shit not the new fucking emo bullshit that hot topic has become yeah but the original from like california and shit yeah yeah before it got all gay um okay sorry uh (laughs) yes uh i watched the new mortal Kombat. i'm curious what'd you think of it i i was i was skeptical so kyle said it was bitchin and then I heard a couple podcasts, and I was like, "Hmm, I don't know." And I, I did it was a f- fan service, yes, because it was gory, and we want the murder, right? That's what you want more in Mortal Kombat is yes. all of the gore and all the murder, and that was extremely, extremely enjoyable. Um, I was I don't know how I felt about the whole like Sonia. Yeah, Sonya Blade or whatever her ass, um, like, oh, you're you're not a chosen one, like, fuck you, and yeah, you know, you can't be part of this, any of that shit. I was like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, and then she gets it because so maybe that's how you that's how you become one of the the Mortal Kombat cast is you have to kill one because that's how she got it was after she killed uh, whoever the fuck it was. Uh, I don't know. Was it Kano? Uh, yeah, maybe it was Kano. Oh, Kano was very enjoyable, right? He was, yeah. he was, the I still guy. have to respect Trevor Goddard, rest in peace, who played Kano in the original movie. Yeah. He did a great job too. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I like the first one and going in, like, I kind of want to go it's back. It's a guilty pleasure. It's 
by no means a good movie. <laughs> Goro was fun, right? Uh, just I love that old fucking puppet, like the face movements <laughs> uh-huh. and shit. I was happy about that. Yeah. You know, you 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 always want to see Goro. Um, you always want to see Shang Tsung. You got to see him eat a soul. That was tight. You know, they have to do that. <laughs> and they used every fucking line in the movie. Flawless victory. Okay, so I could I definitely, I think, could have done without the kind of your own spoken. Because remember in the original, I think like Shang Tsung or Raiden would say it or like you know what I mean someone else would like say it it, it wasn't, was normally Shang Tsung who would yeah. do the fucking mm-hmm. catchphrases from the yeah game and that's how I kind of wish it had stuck with instead of the own characters doing it themselves yeah because I don't think they ever did that in uh, the game no. it's like, uh, like my biggest complaint with that new one and like I loved the movie like it's what I wanted back in the back in the 90s um my biggest complaint is that the main character is a character that's not in the games. Oh, the um, Johnny something or the um, the ancestor of Scorpio. Yeah, the guy that gets yeah the fucking metal body armor mm. all of, yeah, which kind of makes him invincible. This, though, when Scorpion comes back, he's a motherfucking badass in yeah. that movie. <laughs> and I was happy they were all like uh, Japanese dudes, mm-hmm. right? That or no, one was Japanese, one was Chinese, and mm-hmm. one was Japanese because he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying to me right now. Yeah. And he's like, just remember my face. Yeah, like um, at least they didn't hire a white guy to play an Asian guy. Yeah, <laughs> and like I, I don't give a fuck about that whole. You know, you you should play a character based on whatever. I don't give a shit yeah, about I that. I don't agree. I, I was hate just like, like fucking Simpsons bullcrap that mm, went on. Oh, that was ass. But I, the casting they did in those fucking movies was so fucking bad. Uh, in the original, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christopher uh, Lambert is a great actor, but he's not Raiden. <laughs> like, fuck the. You're Highlander, bitch. That's all you got. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're Connor McLeod, motherfucker. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Didn't he do Kung Fu? He did a Kung Fu movie. Or no, I'll Kung to, Fu uh, the show. Yeah, um, I'll have to show you a movie he did. Resurrection. It is a good fucking like murder mystery, kind of like a seven. Okay. Fucking amazing. Uh, my buddy Brandon Borbeck actually is the one that uh, introduced me to that movie. Because I was giving giving him the rundown for my my idea for my script, The Second Coming. He was like, well, that kind of sounds like Resurrection. You should probably watch this movie. And when I watched the movie, I'm like, eh, I could see why you say they're completely fucking different. Okay. But it definitely piqued my interest because of my battles with a certain church <laughs> um, I think I'm about so I was every writing church. shit that was in my head at the time and I knew it would piss a lot of people yeah. off <laughs> that's dude I, I relate with that so much bro everything that I did on, during stand up was only offensive one liners yeah. it was just to get that reaction of just yeah. like dude really did you just say that it's like yeah of course but I yeah did. I'll definitely have to show you that one that would actually be an interesting one to you know yeah, I think Roxy would watch it if she does. She like Seven. She I uh, she loves Seven. Okay, then mm-hmm. she'll like this movie. It's okay. on the. It's not a horror movie because it's like a mystery. Like, okay, because they're Seven's considered a horror movie. Horror mystery. Yeah, and I dig that. Yep, um, horror mysteries are fun. Um, and then oh, dude, I got I went old school. I watched fucking Misery yesterday, dude. Fuck yes. Yeah, I. Love, I was actually gonna watch it on Friday, but <laughs> no didn't. way. 
Why just randomly or just? I was just going through a bunch of fucking movies and I, that popped in my head, but I ended up choosing something else to watch. That's fair. I'll probably end up watching Misery this week. Oh, God. And even though I've seen it a couple of times, I just sat there and was like, oh, no, dude, what are you doing? She's going to get you. And like, I, you know, I was really getting into the it. The hobbling scene gets me every oh, fucking time. Fuck, running, dude. Her, her I, ability to just go from the sweetest thing on the planet to just pure Satan, like on a job, like just her face just changes like have that. Have you dude. read the book though? Um, no, I'm an asshole. No. <laughs> that scene's a lot different, the hobbling scene. Yeah, I bet. In the book, she cuts his feet off with an axe. Oh my Christ. <laughs> so then he. he does, uh, yeah. Oh my God. But again, that's what I've been hearing. You know, you guys are saying that the shit, like you said, the orgy scene and fucking it, right? Oh, uh, you're Stephen saying, King was yeah. fucking like he didn't pull punches when he was writing his books. No, he's like, let's have some fun with it. You fucking crazy. This is you guys want to see this? This is what's happening. You want to read this, you, you little demons? Right. Um, and then I finished it. Uh, I watched Tenet. Uh, which one? Uh, the oh, Roman Polanski? Ten, uh, T-E-N-E-T, Tenet. It's like kind of like time travel-ish E. Okay, it's that's this, not the one I was thinking of. Uh, the, this black dude that I don't remember what I've seen him in. Um, there's like this like dimensional like time shift type thing that they, they teach him about how like everything travels forward but then it also from a different point of, or like it's another parallel universe it also travels backwards and okay. it it kind of does it throughout the whole entire movie and you, you slowly start to understand a little bit more as it happens because you've got this dude who's telling you about it yeah. um it was it was interesting i kind of need to watch it again to to catch all of it but i i recommend it it's it's different uh i think it's pretty fresh in the sense of just i've never seen anything like this before okay um Super tight. And then I started watching this movie called Inheritance. Um, it's got Simon Pegg is in it. Um, I know I haven't seen it. And he's got like long hair and he plays like this wild man who's, who's Definitely in the haven't seen it. Yeah. It, uh, this girl dies and this she inherits Simon Pegg. Like, okay, that's a strange inheritance. Uh-huh. And and I, I felt when I die, like, I want to leave you a human being. Yeah, well, her dad was real weird, and I well, guess obviously. just, just uh, kind of very cryptic. And he leaves money to one kid, and then money to another kid, and then she doesn't really find out what she gets. And then this dude shows up and is like, "Here, this is what you get." And then she goes in and she walks down, and in this basement, and she just see this dude just like slumped over in some barely light. And then they kind of introduce his character, and he's like. He's like, you're the one that my dad left left me with, you, you know, and then I, that's when I passed out. So <laughs> I want to see the rest of it. It looked pretty good. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, all right, brother man, what you got? Uh, I started off the week with an old, uh, it was a sci-fi miniseries, a five-night special called Five Days to Midnight. Okay. Great fucking movie. And probably not anytime soon it's one i would like to do episode by episode on the podcast yeah I love because sci-fi. you would really dig the fucking movie mm-hmm. um timothy hutton's the star of it and he's great in everything he's fucking in like he was in speaking of stephen king he was in the movie adaptation of the dead zone um okay, give Rand- me some more uh he was in leverage which i know you haven't oh, seen see. I, uh, I I recognize the name. I just can't put a face to it. If you saw him, you'd recognize him. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Um, but it also has Randy Quaid. Um, 
just a great fucking movie um and i actually fucking don't know how i was able to fucking pull it off binge watch that all in one sitting so five hours then next because five hours of five days to midnight was yeah, well played on that by the way i watched the irishman <laughs> <laughs> oh those are supposed to be or that there's more than one irishman right or there's more it's there's a just series one of films? it's just a very long movie <laughs> oh i heard that's supposed to be really really good though right it's like a fantastic movie yeah, one an award but it's or just something. shy of four hours long <sighs> But it's it's on Netflix. It was mm-hmm. like when they released it in theaters, it was co-released uh, on Netflix the exact same day. Um, amazing fucking movie. Scorsese bringing back together fucking Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. Joe Pesci, throwing Al Pacino into the mix. Kick ass. Fucking great movie. The boys are back in town. It's, like I love Scorsese to a fucking like. He's, he's 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 my godfather. Yeah. Like, when <laughs> it comes to mafia movies, he's my go-to. Nothing against Francis Ford Coppola with his Godfather movies, but Scorsese's the shit, and that's why I jumped from The Irishman to Goodfellas. Okay, just felt like a perfect transition. Yeah, <laughs> like because. I think before I watched it today, it's probably been a good three years since I've sat actually sat down to watch Goodfellas. But every time I watch it, it's always fucking enjoyable. It's a good time. And again, it's about just over two and a half hours. Like Scorsese does not know how to make a short movie. No, he's got well, a lot to say. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I did see the Scream Six. Okay. Um, I had reservations. I'll say it was enjoyable. It's a good slasher movie. It's a good scream movie. And it's definitely, definitely not the worst in the franchise. Okay, I guess that's that's fair. So, okay. When you see it, I want to have a conversation with you about the ending. (laughs) Because as soon as they reveal who it is, and what their motive was i'm like oh my god you gotta be fucking kidding me that's like scooby <laughs> and the gang bro when they enra- when it they feel kind who of, it is it kind of is um but it was an enjoyable movie it was definitely one of the more violent scream movies i've ever okay, seen okay i'm like, sold bro it's brutal as fuck okay like, sold like the shit that they fucking couldn't get away with in 96. Like you could only show a stabbing twice. And this one, people are getting stabbed up to fucking 20 times. Yeah. Like it's insane. Get OJ up on that bitch. Um, watched uh, Creed 3. Creed. Um, I say stick to Creed and Creed 2. Is that the boxing one? Yeah, it's the Rocky spinoff. Um, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen those. The first two are good because they had Sylvester Stallone and I was Rocky. This one does not have Sylvester Stallone and it wasn't that great of a fucking movie and it was way too fucking like Let me see. Let me check my list. One, two, three. Five of my movies were over two and a half hours. Five of my movies were under the two hours. So I kind of split it this week. Oof. Putting in some time, brother. Yeah. But like, I'll maybe I'll give Creed another rewatch to give it a second chance. But first, first opinion, 
waste of time. Don't. Yeah. Wait to VOD <laughs> or when it's free to stream. Yeah. All right. Well, so uh, I guess I need to see the first uh, two. I recommend the first, especially the first one. The second one is cool because they bring Ivan Drago back into the. Okay. So it's kind of cool to see Dolph Lundgren come back as Ivan. Well, we want that. Yeah. I mean, he was like one of the fan favorites. Yep. Next up, I watched the first Saw movie. Hmm. Because it's been a minute since I went through my run of Hot minute. however fucking many, nine Saw movies yeah, that there I are now. So. Or maybe uh, ten now because it's just called X. Well, that that's not out yet. Okay. That'll be out this Oct- uh, Halloween. October. October. Um, Night of the Demons 2. Yeah, buddy. I forgot how much I love that movie. Um, it's completely... Not completely different than the first one. It's definitely a lot more goofy. Definitely a lot more 80s. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it. Now I got to fucking see it's, it. It's good, though. Um, another early 90s movie, uh, Popcorn. Uh, never heard of that one. It's a great fucking movie. It's about a college. I think they're in college. It's either college or high school. Um, a film uh, film group. And in order to make money so they can do film projects, they decide to hold an all-night horathon, like William Castle style. So old fucking... Now, every movie in this movie is made up. Okay. So none of them are real. But like Mosquito in 3D, um, the stench in Aroma of Rama Vision. <laughs> Hell yeah. The shocker <laughs> in electroscope where they'd zap you in your fucking seat and shit. Yeah, like some 4DS shit. While there's a guy going around killing everyone in the in, in the theater. Okay, cool. It's a classic, fun fucking movie. I I watched the shit out of that movie on like Showtime and HBO back in the early 90s. I shit on my list to watch. Um, went... This is probably the farthest back I went this year, or this year, this week. Um... Back to 1970s, uh, Lucio Fulci's zombie or zombie flesh, eater, flesh eaters, depending on what country you're in. Um, I love that movie. It's probably one of my favorite zombie movies. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, yes, is a fucking classic among classics. But the camera work and some of the shots that Fulci gets in this movie are so fucking amazing like a slow-mo close-up side view of a zombie pulling a chick's face towards a jagged piece of broken wood wow and you literally see it get closer 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 penetrate her eye and go straight into her eye socket like for the time frame that shot was fucking amazing hell yeah and I like the fact that this is back in the era that zombies didn't run because zombies are dead. They wouldn't be able to f- be athletic. They would be all rigor mortis out and stiff and slow. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of the movie again? It's called Zombie. Zombie? Yeah. Straight but like up. a lot of the ways I was able to find it, you had to search it from its alternate title, Zombie Flesh Eaters. Okay. Zombie Flesh Eaters. But it's a great fucking movie. Yeah. Um, and lastly, had to have a good fucking time. Killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, dude, you got yeah, well, <laughs> to. Well, because they're about it. to jump, the, they drop the second one, right? They're writing it right now, 
But by the end of this year, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space video game's coming out. Okay, I'll get that. <laughs> They're pretty much doing what they did with like uh, Evil Dead. The Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. And those games were like hit or miss, but I enjoyed them all. I liked the Friday the Thirteenth <gasps> one they did. That was pretty fun. God damn, we're all where dying. you can play online and you can either play as Jason or one of the oh, camp counselors. I ended up playing that on PC and yeah. no one was in the fucking room to, to battle. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's gotta suck because that's the only way to fucking play that game. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe it was just because it was like in the middle of the night and I was drunk as shit and impatient. Is there anything this week that you saw that. Um, I do want to see. You saw like trailers for that you wanted to see? You know, oh, I still. I do need to see Whale um, because I know we, that... I am going to throw that on the list within the next four or five weeks. Okay, good. I, I'll I'll probably do a pre-screening of it because uh, I'm going to want to... You might want to. Yeah, because I, I do want to take as much as I can from the film. And, and I have a feeling that I'm going to love it like a lot. Oh, you will. But I also have a feeling that... If you that like I'm, Aronofsky, you will love this fucking movie. I have a feeling I'm going to feel. <laughs> oh, it'll touch yeah, your feelers. Uh-huh. Um, just because the expression on his face in the trailers that I saw already killed me, and just the tone of his voice like, was like, just because that's that's what gets it to me. Yeah, like, I'm a sound fucking guy. Performance. Oh, I've never seen it. it since school ties. Yeah, and this is even more of an emotional and better performance than what he did in school ties. And school ties was fucking amazing. Oh, you didn't think he did amazing emotional performance in Encino Man? <laughs> <laughs> I love him in Encino, man. Yeah, me too. But unfortunately, yeah. for the longest time up until this movie came out, all that stuck in my head was Dudley Do-Right and fucking George of the Jungle. Oh, that's and right. He I did. hate those movies with a fucking passion. Yeah. And he got stuck doing stupid movies like that, like mm-hmm. Monkey Bone. Yeah. I did like Bedazzled. That was funny. Well, yeah, with yeah. Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, she's hot. She probably helped the fact yeah, that I liked that movie. Like a lot, a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you'll be happy to know that I did read that with the success of it, Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey 2 has been greenlit and is already in development. Good. They're going to bring in the other characters. That God, I fucking show. hope so. God, I fucking hope so. Yeah. <coughs> and that flyer that I have ready to use when we do a podcast on fucking Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, I'm so pumped to drop that one, dude. If oh, when we do that, Jesse definitely has to be here because he was with us in the theater mm-hmm. for a viewing of it. Um, I do want to see Cocaine Bear in theaters. It is so fucking. Yeah, I almost took the what, wife. Everyone's like, it's like, it's. I don't really consider it a horror movie because there's so it's much comedy. It's not a horror movie. It's a comedy. Yeah, with horrific elements to it. I mean, it it, it was it kind of got blown up on social media. That's how everybody learned about it, right? So it's kind of like a social media craze because it. Oh it, fuck it, yeah! You know, it was it was kind of it was a meme, right? And yeah. then like you just had to research about it. No, it mm. it is hilarious as fuck. And yes, it is gory yeah. as hell. Well, it's a bear harassing up fucking people. I just love the fact that, like, I lost count at five when the bear would sneeze and blow the cocaine that's on its face into somebody else's face. Like, <laughs> two little kids get fucking high on cocaine. Hell and yeah. shit. <laughs> it's a hilarious fucking movie, so yeah. I do recommend it. I'm super down. Um, um, Mike Flanagan is fighting with companies to find out who owns the rights to a nightmare on Elm street. 
because apparently he's got an amazing pitch for a reboot of the Elm Street franchise. Ooh. So, and I love that the movies that guy makes. Like mm-hmm. Doctor, he did Doctor Sleep. I loved Doctor Sleep. So I think he would do amazing with fucking Elm Street. Okay. Um, that's pretty much I think all I really read this week. I didn't really see any new trailers. There, actually, a lot of new trailers really didn't drop this. Mm, I've I've been YouTubing, and there's nothing that I haven't seen that's new. Because I usually send you the shit that I see. Yeah. That I'm like, this is going to be tight. Because I sent you Whale and all that mm-hmm. other 65. I do want to see that one. See, I do I, enjoy I, Adam I, Driver I, to a certain I extent. See, I cannot stand yeah. that man. No, he's just, uh, you know, I don't mind him. Once you play a character I don't like, Kylo Ren. Yep. Yeah, when he throws his little tantrums and whatnot. He was fucking Anakin 2.0. Yeah. And was it Christian Haydenson that did? Yeah. Anakin, which was not enjoyable for me um, because he doesn't show any emotion in that, which maybe they told him to be that way, but it was. Just awful. I killed him. I killed them all, <laughs> and not just the men, the women, and the children too. <laughs> His acting is so fucking awful. I think yeah. the only movie I actually enjoyed his acting in was Awake, because he was pretty much unconscious the entire movie, and all it was was voiceover. Oh, cool. <laughs> that is a movie you need to watch, though. Awake. Awake. Okay. The premise of it is. He goes in for a routine surgery. They put him under. But he's not. He can't move or anything, but he can still hear and feel. Okay. Which is something that unfortunately has really happened in real life. There's been reports of it for years. It's a terrifying concept of a movie. So it's him... I want to say Terrence Howard is in it. Jessica Alba's in it. Oh, wow. It's a good movie. Like, I think when I saw it, the drive-in, it was a double feature with that and um, no vacancy. Or not no, no uh, vacancy, vacancy okay. with uh, Luke Wilson. Not, yeah, Luke Wilson and uh, Kate Beckinsale. Nope, drawing a blank on that one too. You would like that one. It would make you never want to stay in fucking roadside motels ever again. Oh, it's one of those movies. That does. Yeah. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about at the top um, of this? Nothing. I mean, I if they. <sighs> because Taker. I don't think they mentioned Taker. Right in the fucking just in pictures, did the, but did they say Tigger? Because they never it, say it, but they show Tigger, Al, and the Rabbit. Okay, but then they don't mention Rue or Kanga. No. Um, and see, I'm wondering if the reason why they weren't named yet. Oh, they can't. We already read about this, right? They couldn't. They could only use specific characters. I thought because it isn't for another year. That the remaining characters go into public domain. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they were saying it's still owned by whatever the hell. And, yeah, for another know. year. Well, then that's a win, right? So they, they get a, they got the money that they need. Mm-hmm. They can start writing, and then they oh, can yeah. start uh, filming. And, and if they can start writing in those other characters, I want Owl to be just fucking gruesome. But what, I, what I would want them to not do is throw too much money at this. Um, they made a great movie with eighty thousand dollars. Don't try throwing three or four million into this. Well, maybe. Okay, 
take the same exact simplicity of it, but just add more characters. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. It's just like, yeah, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Don't try to up the production value because the production value is perfect for the kind of movie that this needs to be. Yeah. And and it was just so dark and gruesome in its own simplicity. Yeah. I mean, just even just eating the blood and the honey, like just that to me was just like, it was just gross. Like it was just dark. And like the first time, because I saw it one time before you and I saw it in the theater the first time, mm-hmm. just how fucking ruthless Pooh is, is blew my fucking mind. Yeah, but, they were pissed. Oh, there was a lot of people that were, this movie should be removed from theaters. It's like, give me a fucking break. Oh, no, I meant like Pooh and uh, Piglet were pissed. Oh, they were uh, way uh, pissed. Fucking hate humans. Pissed don't even fucking cover what yeah. the fuck they were. Chris Rowan got the fucked up. <laughs> okay, let's listen to the trailer, synopsize, and talk about Megan. from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? Okay. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. Is that a doll? Model 3 generative android. Megan, for short. I can't believe you made this. I love it. Wanna hang out, yeah, sounds like fun. Great job. It's nice to have a friend. It's honestly like she's part of the family now. They could be building emotional connections that are too hard to untangle. She's the happiest she's been since her parents died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say- Megan, turn off. I thought we were having a conversation. Does she talk? Make her say something. Stop! Don't! Megan! You should probably run. (laughs) Megan, she pushed Brandon onto the road. I won't let anything harm you. Megan, turn off. Recalibrating response model. (laughs) Megan! What's wrong with you? Don't worry, Katie. I won't let anything harm you. Ever again. 
This is it, Jennifer. Your big breaking TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. A nine-year-old girl named Katie loses her parents in a car accident. She is sent to live with her aunt Gemma, a roboticist at a high-tech Seattle toy company, Funky. Gemma is covertly using the company's resources to develop Megan, the Model 3 generative android, a child-sized humanoid robot doll powered by artificial intelligence designed to be the ultimate companion. During an unsuccessful test of Megan in their lab, Gemma's boss, David, discovers the project and orders her to discontinue all work on it. Gemma and Katie struggle to connect until Katie discovers Bruce, a motion capture robot that Gemma created. Watching Katie with Bruce, Gemma is motivated to complete the Megan project. When the prototype Megan is formally paired with Katie, David is convinced of the project's potential for success. Megan exceeds expectations and begins to take on a parental role. Gemma's colleagues, Tess and Cole, as well as Katie's therapist, Lydia, become concerned about Katie developing an unhealthy unhealthy emotional attachment to Megan. Megan starts operating more and more independently and targets anything that she deems a threat to Katie. She kills Gemma's neighbor, Celia's dog, after it attacks both her and Katie. Later, Megan attacks Brandon, a boy bullying Katie, and pulls off his ear. When she chases after him, he falls into the road and is run over by a passing car. After Celia blames Gemma for her missing dog, Megan kills her as well. Gemma becomes suspicious of Megan and attempts to check her video logs, only to find the files corrupted or deleted. Gemma powers Megan off and brings her to the lab where she, Tess, and Cole attempt to fix her. Katie becomes distraught when separated from Megan and slaps Gemma in the face. Gemma apologizes for her inattentiveness and tells Katie that Megan is only a distraction that helps her cope with her loss, not a solution. After watching Megan with Katie, Funky's investors greenlight Megan's release, recognizing the risk she possesses. Gemma, Tess, and Cole attempt to shut Megan down while Gemma takes Katie home. Megan activates on her own and nearly kills Cole while Tess saves Cole's life. Megan causes another explosion in their lab. Before exiting the building, Megan kills David and his assistant Kurt in an elevator, staging it as a murder-suicide. She steals a car and drives back to Gemma's house. Megan confronts Gemma, adamant about taking over as Katie's sole parent. Gemma attempts to stop Megan, damaging and disfiguring her in the process, but Megan ultimately overpowers her. Katie saves Gemma, using Bruce to tear Megan apart, but Megan's top half remains active and attacks Katie. Gemma exposes the processing chip in Megan's head, which Katie then stabs with a screwdriver, seemingly destroying Megan. However, as Gemma and Katie exit the house, Gemma's AI home advice turns on by itself and the camera looks towards them as credits roll. So before we talk about what we actually thought about the the movie movie itself, what'd you think of the unrated version versus the theatrical? It was the one that I wanted to see from the jump. It should have been the one that they released in theaters. Yeah, and honestly, it wasn't that... It should. Okay, the one in theaters was rated PG thirteen. Yep. Um, and this is obviously the rated R. Yeah, the stuff that was added in there 
Like, no, it's not over the top gory. No. But no, you, I understand you can't have that on a PG-13 And a couple movie. extra fucks. But, yeah, yeah, quite a few. Um, but... No nudity or nothing. No. And, like, I think it's fucking stupid that they would cut this shit down to get younger people allowed to be in the fucking theater. You know what? When I was a kid, if I... I got found a way to see this in the fucking theater. You're going yeah. to get young kids in uh, there, even if it's rated fucking hard. And honestly, sometimes parents would go and see it first and then be like, yeah, I'll take you to see it. Or yeah. they'll take you to see it and just put your hands over your eyes where it was giving gruesome or something. But I, this like, isn't. Anybody can see this. Yeah. I was happy that we did get the fucking line in there. If she comes in this room, I'll pull your head off your fucking neck. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I that, that felt that. way better. <laughs> it <clears> felt <throat> more natural. <laughs> And the ear rip was gruesome. Yeah, and uh, I guess the when face she, with the power washer. Yeah, that I was wasn't expecting that one. Or when she uh, cuts Kurt's throat, and the oh, yeah. blood sh- sprays out. Yeah, and in the theatrical version, you don't actually see the blade come through David's chest. So, and the blood doesn't spray quite as wide as it does in this version. Um, but I like. <clears throat> I like PG hurt 13 movies. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but this movie should have been our, yeah, should have been our, you were kind of doing it like in a justice by yeah. releasing it as PG 13. You were pussifying it. Yeah. If you shot it this way, mm-hmm. release it that yeah. way. And it, and it makes the film. And even it's, it's what up. they did with fucking die hard, uh, live for your die hard. Oh, they've got two cuts of that too. It came out in theaters as PG 13. Hmm. You I had to wait that. for DVD for the un- where you actually get fucking yippee kaye motherfucker yeah. and like blood. This shit that really is diehard. The actual thousand times John McClane says fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like when I saw that in theaters when I came, because it came out on 4th of July, I was so fucking livid. I almost punched the fucking poster like <laughs> thing out front of that movie and almost just wanted to tear the fucking poster out of it. That movie pissed me off so fucking bad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a real keeper in your collection of gotta watch this again. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do have to watch it. Yeah. If I watch the Die Hard movies, I have to watch all five of them and unfortunately that one's in there. <laughs> Did you ever play the fucking Die Hard arcade game at the uh, movie theater? Yeah, I played Die Hard on fucking NES. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I love that one. Um, But yeah, I hundred percent, a thousand percent agree with you. I this is the one that they should like just originally released. Cause and and you know what's weird is it really wasn't that much of a difference and, and no you know, it's literally just subtle little things yeah and and again it's it's a couple extra fucks but honestly I've heard kids talk these days and they say fuck more than we do and oh. it's it's like you can't you're not protecting them from anything a, a ripped off ears like some stabby bits I mean come on. Trust me, I was saying fuck long before I was fucking seventeen years old. <laughs> yeah, right. They're adult words. Like I remember, the, like for, like I would always try to censor myself around my parents. Yeah, and I think around thirteen, fourteen, I just said fuck it. It wasn't censoring myself, and my mom didn't say anything at first. And finally, you need to quit doing that. Like doing what? You're swearing like a fucking sailor. I'm like, 
you and dad talk like this all the fucking time. You think <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to? Yeah. She's like, well, you, you can sound more intelligent. I'm like, I do sound intelligent. But when I'm having a real conversation with somebody, four-letter words are a big fucking part of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're conversation enhancers, I think, is what SpongeBob referred them to. <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick, no, this is Patrick. <laughs> um. No, I agree. I I didn't start saying fuck in front of my dad until I was probably in my 20s. Um, just cause, really? Yeah, I think it was just like a respect thing. And oh, my, I get that. My sister still won't curse in front of my dad. <laughs> like at all. And I've, I can't, Cameron can lay it down, man. <laughs> when she gets going, she's she's. Oh, yeah, she was laying it on pretty thick uh, yeah. during that she's American History Egg. Yeah, that was great. So <laughs> now that we discuss like if we like the unrated cut more than the theatrical cut. Overall, your thoughts on the movie? I was, I was From first time seeing it to this time watching it. Because um, we've had some marination time. Yeah, I I was definitely pumped to see it again because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it so much the first time. Just, just because it really was... Because uh, I... I didn't get to see... I think this was one of the first movies that I got to see in the theaters again. For the you know, I haven't been to the movies in a while, and I feel like making Did was we see one. this one before or after uh, Mean One. I think we saw this one before Mean One. Maybe Megan, Megan, I think, was our first like actual. Yeah, I think film that we saw like when we, after doing the podcast or the podcast got started. <clears throat> Maybe yeah. I th- I would like to say unless it it was the Mean One, but. I don't know my time, dude. You know I don't pay attention to time. My, t- I, it, it because this came out January sixth. Okay, and mean one was for Christmas. So that would have been December, huh? When did you uh, go to Kentucky? Oof. Ah oh, man, I don't know. Cold. That, that was in December. Was so right? cold. Yeah, because we saw it the week after. Week after you got back in January, then yeah. I. So these were very close together mm-hmm. within a week of each other that we saw them. Either way, um, I, I did enjoy seeing it in the theater and I was it was pumped to be able to get to see it in the theater, mm-hmm. you know, for the first time. Um, and, you know, hearing you see it and, you know, you, you enjoyed it and you're like, oh, you know, my bar was real low. And uh, but then we saw it and we're like, OK, this is really cool. <clears throat> even I feel like seeing it the second time, even though I had mentioned how creepy I think this thing is, but watching the movie a second time. There is nothing that makes this thing come off as invitable, right? It is creepy. Oh, it's menacing it, from oh start my to God. finish. And just the fact how much they adore this thing throughout the film, because obviously, you know, the kind they don't see it the way we see it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, even the backlighting of the window is blue, like all the time, which is a menacing thing. When she is creeping, just like looking that halfway up her face. Oh <laughs> my! When she's staring out the back of the car mm-hmm. and just looking at everything, I I I laugh the hardest right there, just because it it was it was humorous to me, just seeing just the menacing eyes looking around. Uh, but that in itself was extremely creepy. Um, I, 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 I yeah, love this movie. Yeah, the thing that really surprised me with this movie is, yeah, when we saw it in theaters, I liked it. because, mm-hmm. And I like you just said that I said that day because my bar was so fucking low. Yeah. What surprises me and I actually enjoy about this movie is every time I watch it, I like it more and more. Mm-hmm. And that's a rare fucking thing with a lot of movies. Yeah. The more I watch it, the, I get bored with it. Yeah. I'm never bored whenever I watch this movie. Yeah. It is fun. James Wan. 
I'm just going to fucking because it came out that way. James Wan knows how to make a suspenseful, creepy PG-13 horror movie. Yeah. Like, you just look at Insidious. But we just like bitched that. about how much we wanted it to be rated R, I right? get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. And you saw how they shot it as an R-rated movie, and it is a much better product. But to say that at PG-13 it was so dope... You know what I mean? Yeah. This it, is just the icing on the cake. Yeah, it's tolerable at PG-13, mm. but don't sugarcoat it just so you can get more age groups in yeah. the fucking theater. Asses in the seats. Yeah. Like I said, at 13, if my parents didn't take me to see an R-rated horror flick, I would buy tickets to a movie that I could get into and sneak into the R-rated yeah, horror dude, flick that I was trying to see. Yeah, you a hobo chilling in the back by the, <laughs> by the movie theater. He'll get you into any movie you want to see. <laughs> Or back in the day, you buy one ticket for a movie first thing in the morning, theater hop all day until you get caught. Or you fucking wait, and then before they had cameras and shit, you could just go and open up the exit door and let your friends in. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I, that's how I got into a gang of films, dude. One person buys a ticket, they go in, they go down the hallway, make sure it's fucking clear, click, click open, what's up, yeah. let's watch some movies. That was before they were really doing the whole movie ticket check-in and whatnot. Yeah. I remember that became like a real thing. And I was like, bitch, I'm old enough. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, my brother and his friends got popped for being underage. To, uh, it was Bad Santa. Oh, nice. I think it was at the uh, Superstition Harkins. That's um, Billy Bob. Yeah. He was just here. My mom went and saw him. Oh, no shit. And she said she had such a great night with I him. I saw him. He was at a Christmas pudding one year. He's actually a really good fucking musician and singer. Yeah, he... Uh, so he's got, like, his own shit, but then he's got also... Uh, he plays with a band as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, uh, he, when he was here, he was by himself, <coughs> but he was playing with Cooper's band. Okay, maybe that's what it was. My mom said she loved it. She had such a good time, but she adores that man, and it's hard not to. He is a god king, you know, in my book. Yeah, I, he's I pretty love, badass. I love Billy Bob Thornton. He's yeah, like a he's got um, oh god, uh, Burt Reynolds energy kind of to him, like just that. Yeah, I could see that. Just suave and chill and cool. I could see that. Funny. Um, overall, what do you think? Of the concept of Megan. I love how they explain. I love how at first the idea and concept is mind the fuck blowing. Where they're like, oh my God, to have a toy like this would be insane. Um, But then it kind of reminded me of social media. That the little doll becomes social media. In the Mm -hmm. sense that she learns you better than you do. And you give it some like, you you tell. And when I say social media, I mean the the AI behind social media. Um, I still think it's the devil, but I mean, the technology behind it is so advanced that they're like, we don't really know how it works now. Like, and it's out of their kind of control, right? This little doll is trained to be like, okay, let me learn all the information I can learn about you so I can then be the best person for you to take care of you. Right. And we use social media as like a way to cope and get our dopamine drip and feel good or like connect with friends or family. Right. It's this thing. It's this thing. So she, she, but then at the same time, that was a different tangent, but what I was trying to get to was, uh, I guess that was just me trying to fucking shit on social media, even though I use it, but whatever, not really. Um, that 
creating a little human being like this thing or a robot thing that replicates being an emotional support like human being is what this is. It's an emotional support human being. That then yeah. the, the t- caretakers lose, you know, but again, it's, it is so much like our cell phones. It's, it's, I mean, it's called Android. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> yeah. we're disconnected from our fucking friends and our family because I, we were driving around today. I was working and I saw this dude who was riding his bike while looking at his phone at the same time. He didn't oh, even see us coming. Smart. He didn't see us coming at all. He didn't look both ways like at all. Like, or I mean, like he was just crossing the street, just looking down at his phone. Run him over. That's five points. You, you know, it's, it's 30 depending on the situation. <laughs> <laughs> and what race they are. <laughs> yeah. That was the situation. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it, it's a great idea. And I, like I said, I do love that they, they do, tell her like this is not a good idea conceptually it is but in when you execute it no 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 this is going to be very because like, you saw the girl look she was addicted that mm-hmm. little girl was addicted to spending time yeah now granted she was using it as like a coping mechanism to deal with the fact that her parents were dead but it became unhealthy and toxic but i think like i think you inadvertently hit the nail on the head because talking comparing megan to social media because what's the very first toy that we're introduced to in the movie? Uh, oh, the Furby? The Whatever. Uh, per, it was like a Tamagotchi, pa- Furby. Peripheral pets, yeah. I think it was. Um, how did you control the toy? With an iPad or a phone. Social media. <laughs> so... You're not wrong on that connection there. Um, What I liked about this movie is I think the concept of this movie, this movie is a better version of what the remake of Child's Play was trying to do. Oh. That if you have a device, AI, connected to all the internet and can learn that rapidly and can can start controlling things that they shouldn't be able to control. Yeah. That's a scary, that's fucking like Skynet shit right there. And I I feel like there's a lot of movies that do talk about how technology and shit is so advanced. It's, you know, and they've been doing that since the dawn of time, but like now they're, but now their portrayal of it is becoming so more relevant Mm -hmm. and like current, like, dude, that's, it's especially with the plain sight. That's what they always say. Each and every year we get closer to some of the shit becoming fucking reality. Yeah. Oh, dude, technology like this shit has to exist. I mean, it, well, not as smooth and as elegant as obviously as they portray in this, but who knows? There might be shit. Once that... you start putting robotics and fucking AI chips in those fucking Japanese sex dolls, <laughs> it's over. It's over. Uh, yeah, if they connect to the internet, they're gonna kill every man that fucks them. <laughs> That's how that works. Oh my god, that would be badass. <laughs> Let's close as hell. the pussy down. No. <laughs> well, no, that's what they do is they they do a, a Japanese horror film of these sex dolls that go bonkers and just kill all <laughs> these dudes, right? <laughs> In just horrific ways, like while they're fucking them and all this other shit, cutting some dicks off. That would be amazing. I'm going to have to track down a movie for us to watch. It's going to be like one of the worst reviews ever, but okay. a movie called Blown. Blown. It was shot here in Arizona. Okay. In Mesa. It's about a killer blow-up doll. <laughs> well, remember rubber? Oh, the, the tire rubber was fucking high quality compared to this. Oh, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> this looks like it was shot on fucking a Sony Handycam. <laughs> well, it is Arizona, you know. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Oh. But I guess you could say that about any state, but Arizona specifically. I think the little girl that portrays Megan in the movie that actually does the performance in the movie. Um, I know she's a professional dancer by trade. <laughs> I don't think they need to implement as much dancing in this movie as they did because some of that was a little ridiculous. That might have been improv and she's like, I want to keep it. <laughs> I can do this. I can flip and cartwheel. Yeah, and we should make her show. She's all bendy. Um, when I told Maze, I'm like, well, I saw the unrated cut of Maze, uh, Megan. She was like, did they cut out the dancing sequences? I'm like, no, they're still in there. <laughs> There's actually a seven minute dancing <laughs> <Right>? sequence. <laughs> um, but the little girl that does the voice of Megan, she is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like, she starts off so sweet, like high, like very high pitched, sweet, chipper. Yeah, sympathetic, empathetic, yeah. you know, just real oh, kind. Oh, yeah, like when she starts to cry, what's wrong, Katie? And shit mm. like that. But as the movie progresses, her voice gets darker, a little lower, mm. more sinister. Condescending. Yeah. Um, and I guess because the one girl was a fucking dancer and they threw dancing sequences, why we have the fucking girl who does the voice singing three or four times in this fucking movie yeah the first like, just one so random it's <laughs> so I, damn random i had forgotten about the singing from from the first time that i saw it and then when they played it again i was like okay well this is on purpose because they have her on like cell mode right they this was she was putting on a show right that's why she's like would you like to be able to see me make this thing out of just like three simple products you know like yeah. she was trying to be sold um because maybe a part of me was like, oh, she wants she wants motherfuckers to make more of these things so that way she can take over uh, or her like, you know, the robot android race. <laughs> um, but the second time it happened, I was like, I, I didn't mind it as much. I still thought it was pretty gay. The second but time was more subtle. It, it wasn't yeah, as mm, big of a music cue. Yeah. And it was there to kind of make the girl feel better. But I mean, it's just like, dude, it, it, oh, oh my God, I just added, you, you know what? It was a Disney element with murder because they had like this yeah yeah it was like a scene out of fucking enchanted or some shit like <laughs> yeah, that yeah this this girl and her doll is just like oh we're in trouble but i'll protect you yeah. by killing motherfuckers <laughs> yeah they need like like disney at night you know like disney disney after dark yeah mm-hmm. did uh, yeah death by <laughs> disney I think the actress that plays Gemma also did a very good job. Um, all the main cast were really fucking good. And nobody was very weak. Uh, no, oh, I mean, the little boy. The little boy who was a dick. Oh, he was Brandon? A, yeah, he was... He, he's probably the weakest because his acting seemed really... Like, all his dialogue seemed so fucking forced. Yeah, it was It didn't seem short. natural. Mm-hmm. It, Make her say something. Yeah. Make her say something. Oh, you don't want to talk? Smack. Yeah, but I love when he get that fucking ear ripped off. Dude, that was the justice. That ear sort of... stretched, stretched like a motherfucker. Yeah, they did a good job. And then the close up of it, just like in the blood spurting yeah. out. Yeah, he. Uh, this is the part where you run. The all four limb fucking chase scene was 
At first, I was like, huh, I don't when know how I felt about that. she drops down, that is creepy mm-hmm. as... Especially when it's the rear shot and that she's coming straight at camera. Mm-hmm. That is fucking creepy it as really hell. And I, and I actually noticed more in this one, the very subtle, creepy uh, music that they played. Mm-hmm. I want to say I heard some harp in the background at some point. So definitely some like light strings. And it really, to me, catching at this time, really added a lot more... Uh, to it than I yeah. really gave it credit for the first time. Well, I, it's well, it's a well-made film, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely got, enjoy this. Hands down, it was fucking solid. Mm-hmm. Um, like the scene where Gemma walks in and Megan's playing the piano, giving a long speech, and I mentioned it too. If you actually listen, they're playing "Toy Soldiers" by Eminem, mm-hmm. and I think it's really fucking telling. Toy Soldiers. She wants to create an army of her. That will take out bullies. I'll say oh bullies. I'll say bullies yeah, because that's, that's pretty much who she's going after. Physical and emotional harm. But at the same time, bro, we need those physical and emotional harms to make us stronger as humans, right? We need yes. to be able to experience discomfort. But Megan doesn't think that way. Um, because Gemma told her, protect her from all harm. Mm-hmm. Well, so all that was just harm. poor programming by the human. Yes. That's the whole point of this movie. That humans... <laughs> Make shit Even worse. Even Megan fucking calls her out on it. You insulted me with a AI chip that you couldn't even begin to understand. Yeah. And you expected me to learn it on my own. Like, she's calling Gemma out. Yeah, you fucking idiot. Don't design something <laughs> you don't know how it works. Yeah. And again, that goes back to the whole AI, I think, even of social media. That Now it's to the point where, like, yep, it does what it wants. It learns everything it needs to know about you. Well, hell, you do one fucking Amazon search, go to a completely random page. How many times do ads pop up for shit that's in the realm of what you're looking for, if not exactly what you were looking at? Yeah. That's scary as fuck. Harry, uh, target marketing. They. Well, hell, I've even got it where I'm just browsing around. Then I'll get emails about the crap that I looked at. Mm-hmm. I didn't even put my email address in on. Did I tell you about the proximity marketing? I believe so. Yeah, where it's like if you're near a place and it, it knows your GPS location. Oh, and it sends you a text it'll send or a you notification. Like, hey, guess what? You got some points off yeah, of like this yeah. shit. Come in and spend them and we'll double it right now. That's that's real. You know, this is doing the same thing. Yeah, man. It knows where you're at all times. It's insane. I heard this is just a fun little thing uh, that I wanted to kind of say. I heard, uh, you know, that whole Epstein Island bullshit thing that happened. Uh where, you know, it was like this island of like pedophilia and there was like that, oh, uh, yeah. the Maxwell trial and all that shit. So the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Uh, yeah. And so Musk bought Twitter. Yeah. Twitter has it keeps track of the location of anybody who has Twitter installed on their cell phone. So from what I understand, he can see every single person that went to that island. He can see exactly who they're t- who they are and all the information that Twitter saves and has about you. Oh, I'm sure he can. And he and I was like, huh, that sounds like some real valuable ass information that uh, should maybe get in the hands of uh, the right people, right? Because that would be, I would love to watch that happen. Watch <laughs> the destruction that that would cause. I don't it would disagree take down with a that. lot of fucking people. I do not disagree with that. <sighs> God, One that, fucking that would bit. be a shift. Dude, I don't know. But again, that's me being stupid with my, my <laughs> conspiracy. Yeah, that's me. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with that. You <clears throat> mentioned it briefly. Um, I love the use of the lighting. 
mm. in every scene of the, even in the woods yeah. just not just the lighting and the like the the atmosphere that they throw in it it's it, dreary it's like there's just enough fog in the air to make it feel like it's moist moisture's in the air and it's making a little misty yeah and it just adds to the creep exactly. creepy vibe of it mm. Um, the spooky woods, right? Yeah. Where do horrific things happen in the spooky ass woods? And like, I love when Brandon's bullying Katie. Just the random slow reveal of Megan standing a little bit ways down, just not moving, not saying anything, just staring. Yeah. That like all the times that they reveal Megan, this movie are fucking amazing. Like when she kills the neighbor. And she's pretending to be the dog. Mm -hmm. And then she just slowly stands up, stands up, stands up. Yeah, when she starts talking, she slowly walks into the light. That was some Michael Miles vibes right there. <laughs> right. You know, that was great. Uh, you're right. And I think I think that it was extremely satisfying that the chick with the most Franklin energy, uh, the neighbor bitch. Oh, yeah, oh, she got what God, she deserved. Man, I wanted her to die. Uh, and that was beautiful, and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Um, I want to know what the hell chemicals they were spraying that melted her fucking face no, off. No, dude, it's a pressure washer. It's just highly con. You can't well, see that's fair. That's see what that she shit was does to concrete. But she was also using chemicals, though. Um, yeah. You so then that means that was it. her shed, right? Because we thought she was in some random yeah. shed. It was her own. Yeah. Okay. Which is weird because she was nowhere near her house um, when she heard what she thought was her dog. Yeah. Well, you know, we horror, horror movie, time travel as well as horror movie... Physical travel, <laughs> normal travel. Horror movie logic? What is this? <laughs> there is no definition. You would Google it and it would break the internet. Right. It does not compute. I think my second most satisfying kill would be Brandon. Okay. Like every other kill was just fun, but those two are the ones that were deserved. Now, I can't remember. Even David was kind of deserved because he was kind of a prick the entire movie. Mm, that's Gemma's fair. boss. Mm -hmm. um, how much of, and I can't remember, how much of the hit by the car scene did they do in the PG-13 compared to the this theatrical? one? Uh-huh. You literally see the car... And right when it like gets in front of him, oh, it that's cuts. when they cut. Mm, this was great. You got to fucking you, see you him. Get ran over. Yeah, <laughs> I think you like. See I wish there like would have been a little bit more blood on the road. Uh huh. Oh that's man. Me. If there would have been a splatter that maybe hit oh, Megan, if they would have went like straight on fucking uh, Bride of Chucky, and the motherfucker just exploded. I would have been <laughs> happier than a pig and shit. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? They were they were keeping it serious. This was yeah. This is this was a serious horror film. I would yeah, say. I, um, there's very little comedy in it. Uh, the, all the comedy that comes from this movie comes from the boss. Well, no, because you know, boys like him don't go to heaven, or if there is a heaven, see, I don't well, think that's funny. That's just fucking dark and menacing. Oh, see, I laughed at that part because I thought that was that's well, good. you and I, yes, would laugh yeah, at okay. that, but uh, she was, but again, they were trying to be serious, you know, yeah. huh? Uh, um, okay, so the way that it ends, um, and I, you know, we'll jump around and whatnot, but oh, we always do. The way that the the robot that's gonna keep her sentience, and then she, they're gonna if they make a sequel, it's it's gonna be some kind of rise of fucking Megan, I would imagine. Um, 
because she's already there. She's still alive. She didn't die, mm-hmm. right? And she's not a a dark entity. She's just artificial intelligence that it's understands just like humanity. What the Catholics teach you: just because your body's dead, your soul lives on. Well, energy can't be created nor destroyed. That's just fucking science, uh, but it can change form, right? Um, yeah. So to an- uh, inadvertently answer your question, there is going to be a sequel, 2025, Megan 2.0. Uh, 2.0. It's already being pre, uh, not pre-production. The script is being developed right now. Okay. So so order- probably start shooting it early to mid 24. In I order guess. to leave a cliffhanger film, or not, it wasn't even a cliffhanger. It was blatant that that thing was still alive. Do yeah. you think that they were already planning on being like, yeah, we're going to have a sequel? Like they already had the, the funding for it or something? Being one of the first only in theater releases, being a horror movie after COVID, that it was going to be a success. Mm hmm. So, yes, I think they were already planning on a sequel when they went into releasing this one. Um, and it paid off. Like, this movie did gangbusters in the box office. Um, oh, that's a great question. What did it cost to make? I would imagine a penny. <laughs> yeah, a pretty Just penny. One cent. Yeah. Uh, that would be one high five, please, for this is bitchin'. <laughs> Megan. He's like, how about two cents? Bouget. Bob Boucher. So the movie was made for $12 million. $12 million. And worldwide during its theatrical run, $172 million. Whoa, bitchin'. Yeah. $172 wow. million. That is quite a fucking come up right there. Yeah. Good for those boys. Yeah, Bloomhouse is like tight, right? <laughs> wow. Except this wasn't Bloomhouse. Uh, was it not? I swear to God. Oh, fuck. it is Bloomhouse. Holy fuck. Bloomhouse and Atomic Monster. That's right. Atomic Monster is the other one, yeah. yeah holy mm-hmm. shit. I forgot about that. Uh, Bloomhouse has his hands in fucking every he goddamn does. movie. He did all of the purges, <laughs> I believe. Oh, yeah. The um, Sinisters. Fuck, I I I love him. He knows how to make a damn good movie. Did he they do Hellraiser to... too? Or no, no, that was Dimension. They did the Halloweens. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we've already talked about that. <laughs> we can't we can't go back into that dark. I think that's the first time that in the podcast we both get upset, like angry upset. Yeah. <laughs> Normally we're pretty chill about Especially shit. Especially about my favorite movie yeah. franchise. Yeah, honestly, the more Halloween I watch, the more I think I I fucking love Michael Myers. He, he I understand where you're so coming much from. Fun, man. There, it's but him and as a as a character, just just for me because of how my simple brain works. Just how he is. Mm-hmm. Just just the... And I've only seen him on screen a handful of times because there's a whole bunch more uh, that good shit that I need to see. But just the concept behind him and just how he is this unrelenting force. Well, fuck yeah. And that, that, that's it. He's faceless and he fucking kills without mercy or reason or anything. Just that to me is just the best thing about Ooh. him. And you, But he... It's its own thing. Like, he's just yeah. his own thing. Obviously, because that's what they all do. But he's like just his own. And he's just the tightest one. <laughs> Sorry, I was a, like, no, a, you're good. I'm fanboying for fucking Michael Myers because he's tight. Uh, mad respect, mad respect. <laughs> um, I was watching this a couple weeks, uh, a week or so ago in preparation because I knew we were going to be doing it. Um, 
I had a kind of a Megan. I would like to see a crossover movie with Megan. Oh. Do Megan, Chucky, and Dolly Dearest. Oh, I don't know what Dolly Dearest is. Oh. How about, how about instead do like the fucking Puppet Masters or something? That'd be fucking awesome. I would be down for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you'd link the Puppet oh, Masters and AI. AI. And the other one is just like dark. Brought AI. back to life by us. M- magician's potion. <laughs> okay, that's depends fair. on which movie you watch. It well, changes throughout well, the series because she's still a toy. Yeah, she technically is a toy. I mean, that's what she's labeled as, but mm-hmm. she is a fucking android, like <laughs> demon thing. Yeah, she didn't take any battle damage to that dog, uh, fucking her up. And when she looked ravaged, she got scarier. Like when her uh, hair got all fucked up. Oh, uh, at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Or are you talking about even the, in the, the beginning, scene? even the dog scene yeah. when when she gets she all ravaged. She did look fucking menacing when she was telling you, you need to get her inside. Oh my god! And her just staring outside the window, just standing there when the cop is interviewing her and shit. I mean, it's she's she's terrified. The whole that is what I love about this movie the most is because she is she's creepy the whole time. And like the going whole back to what you were just saying, um, after the dog attack, and Gemma's taking Katie in the house. I love the slow head turn of her just turning to stare at the neighbor. Mm-hmm. That is chilling. Like it is legitimately creepy. Because you know it's not going to blink, right? And you're trying to have a stare right. down with this like this toy, this robot monster, and it's going to win because it's emotionless. Like, it's very very subtle, but whenever Megan is being menacing. Her eyebrows do furrow down. And so her eyes get a little uh, more squinchier yeah, too as yeah. well. <laughs> thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, man. Because it, it adds. Cause, and that's exactly what a human would do, right? They were making mm. it just try to be so goddamn lifelike. Yeah. Um, now I've seen behind the scenes of this and the girl that plays Megan was wearing a latex mask during the entire thing. That was my next question. Um, and then it was CG laid over the top of it in post. Um I was actually really impressed. Like I, the the CG on the Megan's face did not take anything away from the movie for me. Like normally that shit would, but it looked fucking good as hell. There's there's it yeah exactly. It literally you could was not like tell before the movie released, there was rumors that it was an actual robot that they were using in the there's, movie. Yeah, there's well unless that was just like you know people just saying shit to oh that makes the technology exist and they finally no, it was it. a legitimate <clears throat> thread going on for about a, a month before the movie came out but it proved to people not be true. asking the fucking directors like is this what you did is this what you did is this real is this real oh so it's just a fan theory well because it looked so damn good yeah I can understand people fucking doing that. Fucking people thought the crazy. Blair Witch was fucking real. Come on. Dude, the Blair Witch is real. Don't say that. <laughs> Roxy just watched uh, the new Blair Witch. Well, if the Blair Witch is real, let me ask you a question. Okay, tell me. Ask me. How did the guy, Josh, who dies first in Blair Witch, show up in Hatchet? COVID. <laughs> Did you recognize him in Hatchet? Um, no. It was Robert England's son? No, because, it, dude, I was, I was 13. You're queer, Hamsley. <laughs> I was 13 when I saw Blair Witch while we were camping. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Mm-hmm. And Deliverance. <laughs> Both of them Ooh. while we were camping. 
Why didn't they just throw wrong turn in the mix? Maybe they didn't know about that one. <laughs> that might not have been out yet either. Yeah. Depending on what year that was. If I was 13, not, I don't know, forever ago, bro. I think the movie came out like in 20, uh, 2001, somewhere around there. Okay. Well, we had it, we watched it on like direct TV. We were, we were glamping. We had like a hot tub and direct TV and I brought my PlayStation. Ooh, that sounds like camping. And yeah, we had horses and you know, it only happened one time, but we had like a small city in the woods up in Payson. It was so <laughs> sick, dude. But yeah, they're like, Hey, let's watch Blair Witch. And me and Ricky are like, okay. And it was just, Oh my God, dude. I, I was so terrified. I saw that movie in theaters and my sister wouldn't sleep for two nights. <laughs> yeah. I was just laughing my ass off. <laughs> She's like, I know too much. I know too much. I'm like, you know too much about what? The Blair Witch is going to be mad at me. I'm like, the Blair Witch is fucking fake. The movie. <laughs> but that was one of the first found footage films, I thought. It was. One of the few. One of the few. Yeah. The last broadcast, which I think we talked about uh, two podcasts ago, did come out uh, first. But it was that was straight to video. So it wasn't the... The success that the Blair Witch was, that mm-hmm. like the Blair Witch was probably the most successful independent movie ever fucking made to this day. Yeah, because well, that shit was gnarly, man. I don't want to say that. Maybe not ever, but I think maybe in that that time period. I don't know. I don't know enough about that shit, but. That movie slapped, dude. Everybody loved it. Oh, fuck yeah. It was, I don't know, it was kind of, you were just like, this is gay, that's not what I, but you just left so much mystery of what the hell it is. Um, Roxy says, I think you have to see it. That was back in 99. Oh, wow. So you ju- like, juxtaposition the fucking price of movie tickets now, how much money that movie would make. <laughs> Those, those, those movies were still probably like four or five bucks back in those days. Man, <laughs> I that that's a flex. I I'm baffled. Like I'm I not actually, surprised that that happened. But dude, sixty k, dude, that's it. That's it. Yeah, and I we actually contributed to that quite a few times. I, I went and saw it with my sister and her boyfriend. The two of them were fucking little bitches, like I mentioned earlier. And then the, th- the very next day, my mom takes me and my little brother. Like, I could get in because mm-hmm. I was old enough, but my little brother, I couldn't get him in because I wasn't his guardian. Okay. So my mom took <clears throat> him and me. And my mom, we step, even my mom, who does not like horror movies. <laughs> That's what scared the shit out of your sister. Wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing. It was all to the imagination. Yeah, that's all it was. see nothing. Uh-huh. And there's creepy sound effects. But it's, and that's what makes that movie good. Mm-hmm. Like, I like when the fucking hands start beating on the fucking tent and shit. Yeah. The imagery is beautiful because the imagery is... The imagery of what you don't see is beautiful. That's all it is, is what you don't see. Yeah. You just see her dumb fucking face and her terrified, which is cre- you know, freaking you running out. running out her nose. Yeah, and then just the end where you just see the motherfucker standing in the corner. I loved that so much. That was that, that gets me chills to this day, just because it was so creepy. For as simple as it was, it was just 
So, and the sound effects of the witch, I think, because I, I feel like you can hear it like yeah, in the background or something. In the background. But it, oh man. And then it just douche down. Um, we could do that one. That'd be a fun one. I haven't seen that since I was 13. You've only seen it the one time? Yes, sir. Wow. I would actually like to show you it with the fucking director's commentary. But that's a conversation. Yeah, that would be a blast. That's a conversation for another day. Okay. <laughs> because you, when you hear how they made that movie, those guys were fucking sadists. Yeah. <laughs> well, literally, like, they gave these kids a map. And the map was marked for times and date, dates, times of when they had to, where they had to be, when they had to be there. Off in the woods you go. Just vague as fuck. When they get to their destination, there's note card, like little envelopes with their names on it. So the actors individually know what they're supposed to be hinting at and shit. Nobody read a script. There was no script. It was all made up out in the woods. Mm -hmm. And like, even to the point where like the map goes missing. Okay. The map goes missing. That screwed the director and producers up because Mike was going stir crazy out in the woods. And when he says, I kicked that fucker, it wasn't doing us any good. I kicked that fucker in the creek creek two days ago. Mm-hmm. He legitimately did. Wow. <laughs> so they had no idea where the hell they were going. It was making them crazy, man. <laughs> yes. The Blair Witch was getting them. So in a sense, yes, the Blair Witch is real. That's just because the directors were fucking masochistic as fucking hell. Yeah. Um, Back to Megan. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I'm cool with tangents like that. I could talk Blair Witch all fucking day. Um, okay, then just really quick then. I know you've seen the sequels, right? Because there are multiple. Mm-hmm. And there's even like a brand new remake, right? Which was shitty. It's not a remake. Oh, no. It's a direct sequel to the first one. Oh, okay. Kind of like what they do with Halloween mm-hmm. and shit and Hellraiser. Because the second one... Or no, Hellraiser is a reimagining. It's not a sequel. The second one isn't a Blair Witch movie. Oh, the second one in the second movie, the Blair Witch is a movie. So oh, it's like with meta Scream. as fuck. Like with Scream, kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. Except that in Scream, it's stab the oh. movie that they're seeing. Oh, in this Blair one, Witch, it's literally it's Blair people Witch. going to fucking Burkittsville because of the popularity of the Blair Witch movie, and they're there to solve the mystery and shit like that. So, so then it's like Texas Chainsaw, right? Don't kinda. they talk about Texas Chainsaw? Well, they're not going to solve and figure out. Uh, okay, go on. Yeah. It, it's just not a good movie. Okay. <laughs> now, Blair Witch, which came out probably 2016, somewhere around there. Um, it's a good movie. It goes back to the found footage roots. Um, as good as the original? No. Not hardly. They not can, hardly. Right? Because it was one. And what made the first one work so good is you didn't see anything on this one. You do see the fucking version of the witch. That's what Roxy said. And if you want to know what it looks like, like you get very quick glimpses of it, glimpses of it. But I saw it in the theater, so I got a better glimpse of it. If you look up the old Todd McFarlane toy line, look up Todd McFarlane's Blair Witch. Oh, that's pretty much what they fucking modeled. It okay. After. 
And those toys are uh, super bitching, by the way. Oh, fuck. I so used to detailed. go to the fucking McFarland toy store over on Elliot just to pick up the new fucking movie maniacs and his horror shit. He had, I had every one of the the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre figures. Oh, yeah. Fucking, me and my brother spent way, way too much fucking money. It's hard that not thing. to because they're, they're just so but You would have got a kick out of it because when you first walk in, there's a fucking full-size violator. Oh, yeah. Right by the fucking entrance to that place. I don't even know if that toy store is still open. Actually, I, we went to a new dope-ass horror store the other day up on Ooh, Elliot. Do tell, do tell. On, it's on Elliot and Alma School. And they actually have Fangoria, a whole wall of Fangoria magazines. Um, it's called... Elliot and Alma School? Uh-huh. What corner? Uh, hang on. Give me a second, Pimp. I'll tell you. Um, it's, it's fucking cool. I've only been there once. Because Elliot and Alma School, that's where Priceless 2 is. <laughs> I know that place very well. Sorry, I. Oh uh, no, you're good. Uh, it's you called. Piqued my interest. It's called Terror Trader. Ooh. Terror Trader, bro, and I love that place. It is. You remember that? Uh, did I show you the chicken head by the Zia? Uh, I think so. Did I show you that chicken head butt plug? <laughs> no, I didn't. I would remember that. Oh man. Ah, oh, well, that they had one there, and it was sick. It was like a real chicken head that they like taxidermied or whatever onto a fucking butt plug. It was awesome. Like I guess technically now you really could be a cock ass. I mean, yeah. Okay, I want to see Terror Trader. Uh, it's closed. Oh, up. they got fucking. It opens at noon tomorrow, but I have to work. But yeah. Okay. Oh, that must be on the south. Let me see. Where's the Come on, you cocksmoker, where are you? I'm wondering if it's the southwest corner. Um, It is the southeast corner. Oh, it's over by the fries. Yes. Okay. It's, just, it's hidden right in the corner. You can't even really see it, but once you get in... I will definitely stop there on Friday. We had a blast we'll there, dude. <laughs> uh, it was a blast. Maybe I shouldn't go there on Friday. That's payday. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, there's a lot of shit. I, I almost bought a rug. Um, so you're saying I'll have a geekgasm going in there? You really or, will, bro. I know a, you're going to love it. As opposed to an orgasm, I'll have a horrorgasm. <laughs> a horrorgasm. <laughs> and maybe a, a horrorgasm as well. Um, W-H-O-R. Yeah, no, I didn't even know there was a fucking horror collection place over there. That's kind of cool. Speaking of W-H-O-R, what if they had like a show called a Hoarders, W-H-O-R, like D-E-R-S? That would be on Cinemax. It's like maybe like an old pimp or something. He's just like, he just like has so many whores. He's got like dead ones. I'm hoarding whores, motherfucker. Yeah, I could see it being real. Oh, with Megan. Is there anything that you would have done differently? added or cut out um, besides the singing i would have i think would you say it's fair we kind of got to see some of her like strength abilities um yeah I'm, she was very strong yeah i would she have liked ripped an ear off ahead yeah but i mean she could break bones right oh, I'd be really yeah. bit. i would like to see her maybe break some bones um i you know maybe a good like a good fucking compound fracture, snap the arm, the bone shoots yeah, out. Yeah, dude, or even like a jaw punch. 
fucking maybe punching a jaw off or something. I mean, again, she's pull a fucking uh Jason goes to hell. <gasps> you know what you do? No, no, what you do is because she is a doll, she rips the head off of a per like a fucking kid. Like that would be fucking like awesome. you see like a little girl like or a little boy like ripping Always the head ripping off the a head doll. Off her She's like, let's see how you like it, right? And just rip his head off. See, that would be the justice that all the toys would want. I would, yeah, I would see that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe throw that in there in the sequel. Y'all hear this? That'd be well, tight. I do know for a fact that with. Um, the success and positive feedback that the unrated cut has had since it dropped on Peacock. Mm-hmm. The next one is going to be rated R when yeah. it goes to theater. With good reason. You know, yeah, yeah, they never, like I said, that's the biggest mistake they made this movie is trying to fucking okay. tame it down. You know what, though? We just talked about how much money they made, right? If yeah. You th- it would have been substantially less if it was rated R, you think? No. No. Okay. As of yesterday alone, Scream 6 made uh, worldwide just for the Friday sc- estimates because no- nothing is official until fucking uh, Sunday, like 11 o'clock at night. Oh, sales um, are in. 32 million. 32 million is what they made. Wow. That's a that's the power of the Scream franchise right there. Thirty two million in one day. What? But it's got a lot of big name actors, so it probably costs like what, maybe twenty to make. Uh, somewhere around there. I didn't look at that one. Um, I'll look that up if we ever discuss that one. Uh, but I know it was it was probably around the twelve to fifteen million dollar range. I'd say they never really horror movies never really hit above like. 20 million would oh. be like pushing it fucking hard for okay. a horror flick. See it. Because as popular as they are, studios don't like throwing a lot of money into them. <laughs> okay. Because horror movies are a gamble. Because <laughs> horror, your true hardcore horror fans will go no matter what. You might not like what they say afterwards. Yeah, but they're going to go. Yeah. Um, but horror fans overall, like, in, normie horror fans to hardcore horror fans you they're loyal as fuck <laughs> but you piss them off yeah they can rage. destroy you yeah <laughs> they can fucking destroy you we are nerds here as roar <laughs> pretty much <laughs> i have a voice <laughs> i don't want to hear it no you have to hear this i'm still well, fucking, after fucking rob zombies age right two came out fucking he was receiving death threats for uh, what he did to wow. Michael Myers in that movie, man, <laughs> and Doctor, what the how they portrayed Doctor Loomis in that one? <laughs> well, they—that's they, why the term is called fanatic, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of that, on tangent, sorry. Um, there's fanatic. a great documentary. It was on a, I think it was the Book of the Dead edition DVD of Evil Dead. It was uh, Bruce Campbell's documentary, Fan Addict, um, and it's following him to different fucking horror conventions okay and before he goes on he's like i love horror fans i'm like, i love horror fans but some are really really into it and you have to you have to be careful because when you go to these conventions they feed alcohol to these fucking maniacs <laughs> <laughs> so you never know what type of encounter you're gonna have <laughs> uh, if one of you primates even touches me <laughs> 
<laughs> if one of you primitive screwheads. <laughs> oh God, I love Bruce Campbell. Um, I want to meet him. I I want to meet him so bad. If we have to drive out of state because he may not come to Arizona, I'll make that journey, bro. Right. Vegas con, right? That's supposed to be the tighter one, or the Vegas. Oh no, that's almost. Oh yeah, the Vegas one is pretty big. The Mad Monster Party is very popular because just like there's the one here, mm-hmm. but there's multiple Mad Mar- Monster Parties all over the U.S. But they get bigger and doper, like different people show up based on the region because I feel like that's how it, it works. It just depends on schedules. Yeah, literally, it just depends on schedules and money, right? Because I, I remember hearing when we when we wanted to get Stan Lee here in the Valley for Comic Con, or oh, he's expensive to get. It will just a pitch, just to say like, hey man, we'd like for you to come to ours. You have to pay him five grand just for his time to read the email or the the proposal, and then from there, I don't know what the money was, but just to say, hey, we'd like to. Well, I know they spent an arm and a leg to get Shatner and Nemo when they got him. <sighs> but I thought they hated each other. That's why it was so much. And that's why one appeared on Friday and one appeared on Saturday. Well played. <laughs> didn't to, and then Takai, I felt like just like didn't he just hate everybody? Or I feel like there was drama with like Takai and like the drama with Takai is because of the time frame that the show was made and the fact that he was gay. That's that's really it. That's all. That's it was? literally uh-huh. all. It was. That's gay. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> but not the you know not the gay gay you know the gay that you always tell everybody that they're gay like you don't be gay that's that's stupid don't be gay yeah but um we get a little closer with your work schedule we'll have to figure out what we're gonna do uh if we're gonna try to do the mad monster party when is it mm-hmm. january or july i think july okay um just well, to fucking meet Robert. What I was told is, as long as I give like at least a week's notice, I'm fine. I can take I can take time off. Cool. So we can make that work. Uh, oh, but did you say it's out of state, or no? We're doing the no, one here. No, it's in Glenda. Okay. Oh, that's pretty much out of state. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's pretty much right over where you were doing the Super Bowl. Oh my god, dude! Honestly, I I just spent the whole time on the 101. That's what it was just back up from Scottsdale well, to yeah, Glendale. Yeah, you were fucking Scottsdale to transporting Glendale. shit. So yeah, that's, that's that gonna cool. fucking blow. Yeah. Um, is I I know I was joking about fucking uh, mix up. Is there any actor? That you would like to see in the next Megan movie. That you think might be a good fit for this universe. Okay. Do we? Do you think that they're going to incorporate humor into the next one? I hope not. Okay. So if they're going to keep it serious, then you can only stick with serious actors. I but would I imagine think you could horror. bring Bruce Campbell in because he can do serious. I've um, seen him do serious. Oh yeah, I don't think. I couldn't. I wouldn't. Have you I seen would, Congo? Congo? He did serious. Um... He was only in it for a couple minutes, but he was serious while he was doing it. Yeah. He's the guy who gets killed at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. They, they fucking take that stone from his yeah. greedy little hands. Um, what about Baptista? That'd be badass. If he does it the same way he fucking portrayed in Knock at the Cabin, it'd be fucking, like I said, that dude's got acting chops. Yeah. Because keep in mind that she has ac- access to like any and all technology right yeah. so i mean he, and she can control anything connected to the internet oh, fuck, right <laughs> so you could see him being like this robotic engineer or something or just like maybe like a just some random guy and these robots are attacking him he's got to fuck him up yeah. or something um they could do a cool fun cast i'm I think. actually really curious what they're gonna do with the megan too because like when you see what happened 
Who would want to fucking... You know what we... You know what project we should really revive? The Megan project, because it worked so well the first time. Uh, well, okay. She's going to get something to go and repair her fucking... Her carcass, right? Or... Or she's, and then after that, she's going to figure out how she can upgrade herself. So they're going to, maybe she'll take the technology or something or find something to get it. Or maybe she breaks into. She can into, control the computers that manufacture the robotic parts and build herself her, a new body. Yeah. <laughs> or hack into maybe like some government shit and she gets access to, to, to like some high tech, you know, okay. classified ass, something dope. It would be interesting to see if in uh, in the sequel if she finds a way to take control over uh, Bruce. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Or or Bruce becomes its own character, in the sense of like it it's able to then like be out there. Oh, so they're sidekickies. That's it. There's already two of them. There's already two of them. Now, like. I think with a sequel to Megan, I don't know what you would do with bringing Gemma and Katie back. Like you did their full story arc. Like how could you continue that into a sequel? I just don't see a possibility where it would like be anywhere as good as this first one. They could Jurassic Park it. Okay. And like where the guy, the Asian dude could maybe steal the technology. Oh, remember that little fuck face? The little asshole fuck that ganked all of the Dennis data? Nadry. Um, The little assistant guy? Oh, yeah. That, Kurt? Yeah. If that, if that, is that the actor's name, Dennis? So on and so forth? That, did you say Oh, no, name? no, no. Um, I thought you were talking about Jurassic Park, but you were talking about this one. Um, no, in Jurassic Park in the sense that that dude got all the technology and shit. And then maybe he's going to then use that to, you know, do it himself, right? Because they didn't really talk more about after him stealing that shit. Well, he because files. he gets his fucking throat cut um, <laughs> in the elevator. Right, but uh, nobody knows that he had that stuff, right? Megan does. Because um, remember, that's the whole fucking speech, why he's doing the setting him up as a murder-suicide. Oh, that's, oh you yeah. You were stealing company secrets. That's right. With, mm-hmm. That yeah. was super sick. Because remember, disturbing. she's connected to the internet. Yeah. She can see everything that's going on. So there's no secrets. <laughs> Megan, yeah. Megan gets an app. Megan is big sister. <laughs> the biggest sister of them all. I would like to see Megan just go on like a legit killing spree, but just like, like just viciously. Uh, just viciously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you think with the boss character, David, did you th- think they should have put as much intentional humor like when he's doing that video is like imagine what megan can do for other kids even those whose parents aren't dead like just fucking stupid like trying to bait a laugh out of the audience mm-hmm. did you agree with that way with how serious the rest of the movie is well the beginning of it uh the beginning of it had humor in it didn't it well yeah that's all from him um or but also like the goofy um the butts that glow on the other on the competitor oh, ones. God. I mean that was but that was goofy, right? That was yeah. humor. But they their butts glow to ch- show you their mood. But David, the the boss, right? Um he 
he was, I feel like, a little comical in the sense, like he was. That's what he, I'm saying. Like he was trying, but it was his jokes were so fucking dad jokey. Yeah. Well, that was PG-13. Well, even in the unrated. Yeah, you're right. They were kind of weak because he. I don't know. Um, ooh, I didn't really think about that. If those were. If those were what? Um, just the, the jokes that were written in them. Yeah. Honestly. That, um, who do you think was the strongest actor or actress in this? The little girl did. She played her character well in the sense that you were just like, oh, like you were just like, why you got to be such a little fucking bitch right now? Like, but the whole time, and luckily she learns and gets scared and she helps and whatnot at the end. But you're just like, I, because the main chick that is the aunt, and again, you know, I'm bowing names. So, yeah. but the aunt, she, she, she was a good actor. Do I think that she put on like the best performance? I don't. I don't really think so. Um, I guess it would just have to go to Megan and the little girls' dynamic between the two of them. Mm. The supporting characters were good. The uh, you know the friends. Yeah. Yeah. They they played well. Um, they didn't really have to go outside of any like really crazy elements. They were just like common supporting characters. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'd have to just stick with maybe the little girl because, you know, it's all about her and she is the one that's showing <laughs> the addictive personalities and side effects and toxicity of being exposed to yeah. some kind of AI technology that's supposed to keep you happy and protect you. See, I'm going to give it to uh, Jenna Davis. That's what I was looking up. I wanted to get her name right. Um, she's the voice of Megan. Okay. And because... Like I said, I listened to her on a podcast. Her voice does sound like that. This chick's 19 years old. Wow. And that's how she talks. Her voice is just so goddamn powerful in this movie. Mm -hmm. I, even when she's being playful, the delivery is perfect. And yeah, it sounds very robotic, sort of, but she's a fucking robot so it's supposed to That's a, but to have inflection with a robot yeah. voice I think is yeah. the key yeah. element that yeah, she really adds to it a phenomenal fucking job mm -hmm. so I'd have to give that she did the best performance in the movie even though she's not actually seen in the movie yeah well they're called voice actors yep yeah. um, so wrapping up slowly uh, I think I know the answer to this but recommend ranking um, I recommend it for sure um oof. Yeah, you're kind of in the boat that I like Yeah. I've been thinking about this long and hard for a couple of days. But there's a joke there. <laughs> um but it requires a pill. <laughs> I want to say I'm like I'm in the 9 Ish range, and I don't know why it's on an instant ten for me because I do like the film, and I and I, I do want to watch it again and whatnot. But it, and we we did say a lot of good things about it, but it's just not. I don't know. I it's just I'm feeling like an eight or a nine, in there in that area. Yeah, like I give the unrated version a solid ten. Theatrical. Probably an eight. Yeah. So 
split the difference because I've seen two different versions of the movie. Mm-hmm. I give Megan a nine. Yeah. Um, and I think that's fair, mm-hmm. which is uh, honestly a much better rating than I ever thought I'd give this movie bef- ha- before having seen it. Mm-hmm. Because even you and I were both like, our bo- bars were set so fucking low because the trailers just look so ridiculous. And they just got more and more ridiculous as it got closer to release yeah, date. Closer I, I get, to release date. Worried because it's just like you're just showing so much more of the film. And don't. Yeah, it's like you're showing everything in the fucking movie, but no, they weren't. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I solidly recommend the movie to anybody. Um, is it going to be for everybody? No. You you tell me a movie that everyone's gonna like. Yeah, I can see people being like, "Oh, dude, it's a fucking killer robot doll." Wow, great. You yeah. know what I mean? So you like, make up your own mind if this is a movie that you want to see. Um, if it is, see it. If it's not, don't. Just don't bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't make you see it. We just <laughs> talked about it and said, "Hey, you know what? If you want to check it out, do it." Yeah. Um, um, yeah, he's right. It's not for everybody, but it. It's I think it'll like obviously with the amount of money it made um on a twelve million dollar budget, it reached a wide enough audience and it overall it got a fairly positive response from most people. Um It's a fun movie, right, for what it is. And I'm I mean, actually going to check out Rotten Tomatoes because I want to see the difference between critics and audiences that actually saw it. Well, they had that life-size Barbie there for a minute when we were kids, yeah, right? Yeah, Imagine yeah. that shit coming to life with like AI and just terrassing around and uh, killing motherfuckers. Fucking full-size airhead walking around. No! Oh, Christ. Huh. But with like knives. Or, you know, if it's Barbie, then she's got access to like everything. She's a doctor, a fireman. She's got... Fucking access to resources. Yeah. It's funny because the the special needs Barbie, the one that was in a wheelchair, that actually didn't fit in the elevator of the the Barbie mansion. And there was like a thing about it or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I always... That actually kind of surprises me. Audience gave this an 80, but critics gave it a 93. Wow. Okay. So critics actually enjoyed it more than audiences. Which kind of surprises me. Probably because critics have been exposed to more movies and they understand that, you know. Critics critics have just been exposed to more in general. They got exposed to COVID. They met Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gonna touch you. So next week, uh, your mom's joining us, right? Fuck yeah, we're gonna (laughs) do Hereditary. Oh, that's gonna be. And I haven't seen it, but I think I'm gonna, I might watch it beforehand. Or do you think I should wait? That depends, dude. Yeah. Do you want to have an off-the-cuff reaction? or? Yeah, probably. Because this is a fucked-up movie, bro. <laughs> yeah, it'll be more fun, I think, if it's first reaction. It's a fucked-up movie. And I will give you a heads-up. It is slow. Okay. It's a slow burn. It's made by A24. They did, like, witch and shit. So it is very slow. It's what... They, you know how back in the day you had your slasher genre, mm-hmm. you have torture porn. Now we have what's called elevated horror, so it's more sophisticated, smarter horror. Oh, kind of like math metal, but <laughs> like with fucking horror. <laughs> like it's all we're the fucking, you know, we're, we're the math kids with 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 horror films. Kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I think you'll enjoy the movie. It's 
I, I, I think I've seen it like three times now. I watched it last week in preparation again because especially for having to do a synopsis <laughs> it's a weird one <laughs> to try it's gonna to be f- hard oh once you see it you understand why <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah next week episode 29 is gonna be hereditary um not sure what i have listed for the following week but i'm sure by next week i'll have it figured out um well we did it again another one in the books yeah man uh and the fact that it's just kind of like right back where we're at, man. Just the two of us just cranking right. this shit out, man. Having it's a good time. It's going to happen. Not everyone yeah. can show up. No, I love it. You know, that's that's where we started. And right. uh, super, super grateful for all the downloads and listens. And, um, you know, there's oh, been a delay and, yeah, in um, Podbean for the fucking releasing it. or like it was. I, I have it fixed now. Oh, tight. Okay. Yeah. Because their clock system is screwed up okay so i have no idea what time code time zone they're basing their clock off of but everything will be released on thursdays yeah, it's thursdays. yeah. they've been releasing at friday at midnight okay <laughs> oh like uh those friday fucking night movies that you always talk about yeah. um you know and you'll there's some posters there's some some social media shits that are kind of floating around um on Instagram and whatnot, uh, but uh, yeah, thanks, thank you guys for everything. Um, uh, go, go see some movies. Go watch a movie at home or go to the theater. Oh my god, absolutely, go to the theater, go to the theater because after years of since COVID fucking happened, yeah. get your butt back in the theater because there's nothing like seeing a movie on a ginormous fucking screen. Seats are a lot more comfy now, so. Make sure you drink a lot of caffeine because it's really easy to fall asleep in those recliners. To be fair, though, like I, I do understand how expensive as fuck it is to go to the movies. It, yes. So I get it. But uh, you but know. if you go to the right time, twelve fifty is still better than a like when uh, the majestic was twelve fifty, and then with our discounts, it was like eight something. Yeah. Um, but twelve fifty is still cheaper than fucking Harkins or AMC. Right, or for your birthday or Christmas, it should be like, you know what yeah. I want is I want goddamn movie theater shits. Or I if there's go. a regal movie theater near you, nineteen ninety nine a month, unlimited movies, one movie every day, you're eligible to. Not nope. gonna lie, I'm. I think we should sign up for that shit. I'm just fucking, honestly thinking about I it. I mean, if I can get like a steady, well, that's that. Well, because I'll be at night. We can go see movies at nighttime. Yeah, I'll work all day long or whatever. Um, like I think if we, especially if we want to start doing more in theater movie reviews mm-hmm. closer to their actual release date. Yeah, I think it would be worthwhile because if you see two movies. That month, it's already paid for itself. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Which is, I mean, that's that's worth it to me. Plus, you know, the popcorn is delicious and shit. Yep. You know, or just and bringing your own. A, for, I think it's an extra $10. You can get the plan that every time you go in, you get a free popcorn. Or you know what, fuck it, dude. Just just take your date on, a, you know, get a hand job in a theater like, you know, <laughs> like they used to. Like how yeah, it used to be. Got a hole in the bottom of your popcorn uh, that's thing. That's right. Stick your dick in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did I get the extra butter? butter will get a nice <laughs> and lube for it. And that salt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Some butter and salt in the dick hole. All right. Yeah. Then, uh, um, but yeah. Again, thank you all for listening. Um, I I love you 
I'll see you later. Yeah, thank you everyone for listening every fucking week. Uh, we appreciate it more than you fucking know. Um, next week, Ari Aster's Hereditary. So we will see you then. And as always, till next time, kitties. Thank you for listening to this The Movie Pit Movie Review. We hope you have enjoyed your time. Come back to The Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. The Movie Pit is produced by Ryan Boozer Johnson and Seth Chapman. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect the views of RMJ Media Incorporated. See you next week.